your house in order. Amen. And we will be coming from the book of Haggai, chapter 1. Amen. And so, um, for the past, and I thank God just for what he does, because this book I have been, actually, I, I studied this book about in the month of April. So I was like, um, I, I, I ran across the book, and I said, I'm going to study, and I been studying, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go to Pastor Johnson, I'm going to say, for the month of June, I'm going to, I'm going to give a message the whole month because I felt like the Lord was leading me to um, teach a series on this book. Amen. 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 But it, it didn't go that way. But I thank God that, you know, it, my studying wasn't in vain because it was perfect for such a time as this. Amen. Amen. And I know for the past, if you have not been here for the past three weeks, we have been, the Lord has been refining us, I mean, redefining and teaching us what worship is. Amen. Amen. And he's been teaching us how to worship for real and not to play worship, but the type of worship that it sends a pleasing aroma to God. Amen. Amen. And then it, it, and we've been studying how, you know, God doesn't want this sugar-coated worship. He doesn't want this sugar-coated worship. And then as I begin in my studying and these offerings, and so we have been in the book of Leviticus and studying these offerings each and every Sunday. And they took place and they were done in the tabernacle. And so on today, God has taken over because has told us to pause for just a moment. So therefore that we can reflect on ourselves to make sure that our house is in order so that when we go before him and we worship him, that it wouldn't be a sugar-coated worship. That our worship will be for real. So he wants to make sure, he wants us to ask ourselves, is our house in order? Amen. Amen. And so as we go through the book of Haggai, we're going to read um, the entire book of chapter 1. And so you can read, you can stand for the first two verses, the reading of the first two verses, and then you can you will, you can remain seated for the rest of them. All right, and I'm reading from the New International Version, and it says that in the, in the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. To Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty said. These people say, the time has not yet come to reveal the Lord's house. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You may ask yourself when it says that the time has not yet come to reveal the Lord's house, the, re the reason that the Lord's house needed to be rebuilt anyway from the beginning was because it had remained in ruins for 70 years. Why? Because the people of um, the Israelites, they were disobedient. And so because of their disobedience, God handed them over to the Babylonian army and the people burned the temple, tore down the city, massive walls, and carried the people into captivity. So in my studying and reading in the book of Ezra, so you can find all of this in the book of Ezra, and the Jews were, at this point, the Jews have been released from exile. They're coming home, and they're returning to build the second temple. And so when we get to, we have gotten to a point where they have built the temple. That, well, they have not built it yet. They've got to a point where they built the foundation of the temple. And so when they built the foundation of the temple, word got to their enemies. 
So when they built the foundation of the temple, word got to their enemy, and the enemy came running. Yeah. Hallelujah. And see, the enemy wasn't worried about, and so when I was reading that, I said the enemy wasn't worried about them being released because if you know the history of the Israelites, they just would go back and do the same thing right. over again. Right. Right. So he wasn't worried about the fact that they were released because at the end of you, you just going to come back. But when he heard that the foundation was built, he came running. Because when we have a foundation, when we have asked the Lord to come into our lives, when he, we have asked the Lord to save us, the foundation is being built. And so the enemy already know he got to come running because the Lord already is about to do something in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so when you realize when you accept and when you build that foundation, that Jesus is our cornerstone, hallelujah, that we can't do anything without him, hallelujah, that we realize that he died for our sins, then the enemy comes to bring opposition. And so that was took, that is what took place in their lives. So they were only just able to get to the foundation, build the foundation, and then the opposition came. Hallelujah. The opposition came. The enemy came tried to fight against what God had called them to do. Hallelujah. And one thing the enemy is not going to do, the enemy is not going to give up. His job is to cause you to give up and what, and that is what happened to the people of Judah. So as I go through this chapter in this first book, I want us to just self-reflect. Is our house in order? Hallelujah. Because the one thing about it, they gave up because they didn't want to fight. Because see, when opposition comes, it don't feel good. Amen. Hallelujah. When opposition comes, it, 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 it doesn't feel good. So it causes you to fight back, but it's easy to not. It's easy to just stop and say, hey, you, you got it. Have your way. And so and that's what they allow the enemy to do. They allow the enemy to stop what God was trying to do in their life due to the opposition instead of fighting. Hallelujah. The opposition, they gave, they gave up because they didn't want to fight against what was coming against them. The opposition causes us to stop building. It causes us to stop running, to stop walking, to stop chasing after Jesus. And when they stop building, the opposition stops. And that's what all the enemy wants to do. So you, you stop walking, you stop running for Jesus, the opposition stops. And so that for us, it could, I mean, for many, that's a good thing. We don't, because you don't want to feel the opposition. You don't want to feel the enemy coming against you. But that's very well. But you know that when you stop and you, you, are, you have allowed him to win, you have put your arms down. You're no longer fighting. Your, your arms are no longer lifted up. Hallelujah. So the Lord can't do what he needs to do in your life if you stop the opposition, if you run from the opposition. And that's what they did. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you as you're on this journey, opposition will come in in one form or another. Hallelujah. And we're not always prepared for it. But hallelujah, but opposition, what is God trying to do in the face of opposition? Hallelujah. We cannot let the enemy win. We cannot back down from the enemy because of the opposition. Because their purpose was to build, rebuild the temple. The temple was a place for God to dwell with them. So if the temple is not being built, then God is not dwelling Amen. with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
opposition has led the people astray. Hallelujah. You're always going to be at war with the enemy. That's just what it is. It's all, you're always going to be at the war with the enemy. So if you have dropped your hands, he's already won. Now, no, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I gave a message that said, don't drop your hands. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Because God is going to fight the battle for us. But in the midst, we have to drop. We can't drop our hands because when we drop our hands, we have allowed the enemy to be to be in control. Hallelujah. I often think about Jesus' life in the opposition that he was faced with. So if you think from beginning to end, from the birth, they had to run. They had to flee. Hallelujah. So you see, and then at the end, his very last breath, hanging on the cross. Hallelujah. And then I, I wondered if, I said, I wonder where we would be if Jesus didn't fulfill. If Jesus stopped. Hallelujah. Allow the opposition to stop him from running, to stop him from building, to stop him from doing God's will. Hallelujah. Is your house in order today? Is there any opposition that has caused you to stop walking with God on today? Hallelujah. Is there any opposition that is standing in the way of what God is trying to do in your life? Hallelujah. Due to the people allowing opposition to win, the temple laid in ruins for about 16 more years. So you think, so then we go back. It already laid in ruins for 70 years. Mm -hmm. They were released from exile. They were able to build the, the foundation. Hallelujah. And so then now because of the opposition, now it, it continues to lay in ruins for 16 more years. Hallelujah. God sent a word through the prophet Haggai. We see the character of God and what he does. We see the character of God and we see that he does not allow us to stay where we are for too long. Amen. So we see that God is always coming back to get us. Always Amen. coming back to get us Amen. over and over and yes. over and over again. Yes. Hallelujah. And so he sends a message. Because the plan was for his people to rebuild their lives. So that he, that he could restore a relationship with him. So that he can restore worship with him, with them, so that he can restore love and kindness and gentleness with them. And so as we continue to go on, we we um at verse three, it says, In the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your own panel homes, houses, while this house remains a ruin? Let me read that again. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your panel houses while this house remains oh a ruin? Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Examine your heart. Examine your life. Examine your priorities. Hallelujah. You have planted much, but harvested little. Hallelujah. Again, you have planted much. Have, but you have harvested little. You have sold much, but you have reaped little. Hallelujah. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not worn. You earn wages 
only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Hallelujah. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so, so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So since the people of Judah has allowed for opposition to stop them from doing God's will, it has opened the opportunity for them to drift away. For them to drift away from the very purpose that they had when they were released from exile. Hallelujah. Think about those 16 years that they were not building, that they were not worshiping, that they were not praising. They begin to drift each and every day. They begin to drift, drift away from what God had for them. Only imagine you think about over you, you reflect, you like, only if I would have said yes, yes. five years ago, right, where would I be now? Right. Only if they would have fought against the opposition 16, later, where, 16 years later, where would they have been? Amen. Hallelujah. Is your house in order? Hallelujah. Is your house in order? Hallelujah. Are you drifting? Hallelujah. Have you drifted away? Hallelujah. The fact that they wanted to remain comfortable. See, it's comfortable to let the opposition do what it I don't want. It's, it's easy for us to be comfortable. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, it, it was easy for today for a pastor, for the pastor to say, I'm just, pastor going to preach and I'll get your license after. It was, it, it was easy for them because uncomfortable, this here makes me uncomfortable. But when I'm uncomfortable, I know that God is doing something. Amen. I know that he is moving something. I know that he's bringing me to a place that he desires for me to be. Hallelujah. So in that uncomfortableness, hallelujah, you have to push through. You have to push through in that uncomfortableness. Hallelujah. The fact that they wanted to remain comfortable rather than uncomfortable presented a problem. The problem is clear. God's house is still in ruins. The temple is still in ruin. But there's a cost to disobeying God. So I, just, I want you to know that. There is a cost to disobeying God. And in those verses that I just read, God was withholding a blessing. Hallelujah. God is withholding a blessing. At all times, God wants to bless you. Hallelujah. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask for. But he wants to be first in your life. See, the thing is, we want him to do the exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask for. But we want it to be done when we on our time and we want to do things our way. Is your house in order? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the Lord's worship was once a priority has now been replaced with them building their own houses, their own careers, their own lives, their own businesses, their own families. And in these verses, the Lord is checking the hearts of the people who says that they follow him. And so we say that we follow him, but our actions is not showing this. We say that we follow him, but we put our careers before him. We put our degrees before him. We put our family before him. Hallelujah. We put our desires and our wants before him. Hallelujah. He is asking for us to examine our priorities and the life that we live. God said that it is time for us to get our house in order so that he can dwell in our midst. 
The temple of God was the center of Judah's relation, Judah's relationship with God. The temple was a sacred place for the Israelites in the Old Testament. They went there to worship, to make sacrifices, and please to God. Today, God is doing an inventory. Hallelujah, self-reflection on today. He says that you say that you love me, that you want to live for me, but you have been ignoring your spiritual life. Hallelujah, he says that you love me, that you want to live for me, you proclaim that I'm the head of your life, but it ain't matching up. Hallelujah. So today he wants to evaluate yourself. Physically, you look like you got everything together. Hallelujah. On the outside, we got it all together. Hallelujah. But internally, suffering. Hallelujah. Internally suffering. The world will make you think that you got it all together, but you barely getting by. Hallelujah. In those previous verses, it's in those previous verses, like you planning, you going out here, you doing all this work, but you ain't, ain't nothing coming forth. Hallelujah. You eat, but you still ain't satisfied. You drink, but you still ain't satisfied. So what you're doing, if you're not doing it unto God, it's in vain. Hallelujah. You would rather build things that are not going to last than to build a life with Jesus that is, that is everlasting. It's what you are doing bringing glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And as the word comes to me first, I begin to reflect on my priorities. And so this particular year, well, this year, my position at my job has changed. So I'm no longer in the classroom. I am a instructional coach slash a mentor teacher. And so I work closely with this fourth grade intern. And so I have been working with her, coaching her, teaching her. And so God had to check me about a week or so ago. He continued to have to check me because um, I just thank God for what he has done. Um, I have been able to just receive accolades. I had the top scores um, in fourth grade math this past school term. So God had to check me on my priorities and say, why are you helping her? Because I began to get frustrated because I felt like she was not, when I would coach her, when I would teach her and I would walk with her and she would do what I, you know, she would do what I suggested, but I just felt like, okay, Lord, she ain't going to get the scores like I need, I got them last year. And the Lord had to check me on me because I was trying to chase the scores because I'm like, I need, I need two years in a row, you know, and I'm just saying, I'm like, I, I needed two years in a row. We need to have top scores two years in a row, but the Lord had to check me on it because he was like, what's, what's your purpose? What is your purpose working with her? So is your purpose is, is the end goal is for you to get the top scores? Is that, but at the end of the day, is that you just want to say, okay, she got the top scores and you don't want to help her get that? Or is it, is it more than that? Is it, are you supposed to be showing her love? Are you supposed to be walking with her? And you know, where is it supposed to be? I'm supposed to be building a, a relationship more than the work. Yes. Hallelujah. So the Lord had to remind me of that because he had to check my priorities because I was getting in the way of his purpose and what he was trying to do in my life. So God, I thank you for that. And I thank you for how you just showing me how, you know, when I am, when I prioritize you, everything else is going to fall into place. Hallelujah. We give so much to those things that does not matter to only receive nothing in return. We're never satisfied, so we keep chasing the satisfaction only to end up in the same place. Amen. The very reason why you're frustrated, 
angry, confused, lost, or feeling empty inside is that you have neglected your ministry in the body of Christ. See, we may think that we put God first in everything that we do, but what if God told you no? Not right now. Would you listen? What if he said you can't, it, it's not time for you to move. It's not time for you to start up that business right now. Would you listen? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You expect the Lord to move on your behalf, but he says, what about him? Hallelujah. Often we are clean. We're crying out to God for him to do something. And I remember, you know, um, our missionary, I could say we didn't even make the, we need. We haven't even listened to the first thing that he told us to do. We haven't even been obedient with the first step he told us to make. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God is wanting us to examine our hearts. He's wanting us to stop and ask ourselves, is our worship for real? Is our communion for real? In what ways are you putting the things that you desire before the Lord? God wants to get all the glory in your life. God wants to get the glory in your job in your home, in your children, your business. God wants the glory in your relationships. God wants to get the glory in everything that you do. Hallelujah. So it sees much deeper. It's much deeper than the houses, the cars, the shoes, the clothes. See, God is worried about your soul. Hallelujah. That's, that's where we at. It's deeper than that. It's the soul. He doesn't, he does, he knows that those material things that they will soon pass away. Amen. Hallelujah. That you can't take those things with you. Hallelujah. But we can choose to live for God so that we can have eternal life. Is your house in order? <coughs> Hallelujah. For some of us, the reason why our house is not in order because we have not let go. Hallelujah. It is time for us to forgive. Hallelujah. It's time for us to let go of the hurt, the pain, the anger. Hallelujah. And I don't mean let it go and sweep it up under the rug. I mean to submit it unto God. I mean to lay it at his feet. Hallelujah. It is time. It is time. We can't really commune with God because we have all that stuff in the way. We have all the hurt and the pride and the anger. Hallelujah. With God, God said, just give it to me and move it out the way so therefore I can dwell in you. That I can worship with you. That I can commune with you. That I can fellowship with you. Hallelujah. 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 You can't worship for real if the hurt is taking up the space. Hallelujah. You can't worship for real if the anger is taking up the space. Hallelujah. You can't worship for real. Hallelujah. If the pride is taking up the space. Hallelujah. You can't worship for real. Hallelujah. You cannot worship for real. Hallelujah. God is calling us to true worship. He's calling us to true worship. Hallelujah. Not no sugar coated. Not no plate plate. He's calling us to true worship. And so he's asking you, is your house in order? Hallelujah. In order for him to dwell, in order for him to abide. Hallelujah. With you. Hallelujah. Number nine. Verse 9 said, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Okay. You busy doing your own thing. 
And God mm-hmm. said, I'm over here, mm-hmm. and you're over there, and you just still working, and it ain't getting you nowhere. Just like the hamster on the wheel. Just keep running and running and running and running, and you ain't going nowhere. Just the only end up back in the same place. Hallelujah. Verse 10 said, therefore, because of you, the heavens have withdrew their due, and the earth is cropped. I call for a drought on the fields and the mountains on the grain. The new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. See, the crops were the very thing the people were dependent upon in order to live. God will cause a drought in your life in order for you, in order for him to bring, in order for you to come back to him, in order to get your attention. Until the people obeyed God, until the people obeyed God's protection had been lifted. The floodgates of heaven had been closed. But what opens them? Obedience and repentance. Amen. And then as we continue to go to verse 12, it says, Then Zerubbabel, son of Shisel, Joshua, son of Josedak, the high priest and the whole remnant of the, the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. God sent a prophet with a message. Hallelujah. And their response was, yes, Lord. Their response was obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord, their God, had sent them, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you. Today, God is with you. Hallelujah. Today God is with you, declares the Lord. So the people stirred up, so the Lord stirred up the people of Zerubbabel, son of Shittel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God. And on the 24th day of the sixth month. Hallelujah. God wants us to respond today in obedience. Hallelujah. He wants us to get back or start prioritizing him first in our lives. And and see what happens. Hallelujah. See what happens when when God is the head of your life. Not just because you say it, but actually you put into action that he's the head of your life, that you go to him for everything. Hallelujah. Not only did the people respond to God's warning, but they put the work in to rebuild their temple. And I'm coming in, JJ. It is going to take work. Hallelujah. This journey is not easy. Hallelujah. You see at the very beginning how the enemy comes in and tries to and fights against us. Hallelujah. But we but God is telling us on today that He is with us. He's saying that it is time to get your house in order. Hallelujah. But he reassures us that just how he was with Moses and how he was with Joshua, he's going to be here with you. Hallelujah. Allow him to move in your heart on today. Hallelujah. Allow him to move in your heart on today. Allow him to get rid of all the hurt. Hallelujah. And all the pain. 
Hallelujah. And all the suffering and everything that is holding you back from true worship. Everything that is holding you back from true fellowship. Everything that's holding you back from communion with him. Hallelujah. Allow him to have your heart on today. Hallelujah. Allow him to do what it is that he needs to do on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Knowing that you cannot do this by yourself. Hallelujah. Knowing that you are in need of his saving grace. Hallelujah. It's time to get your house in order. Hallelujah. Submit to God on today. Hallelujah. Not your will, but God's will be done. Hallelujah. God is calling us to a deeper worship on today. God is calling us to higher heights on today. But is your house in order? Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah, Lord, I praise you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, because you love us. Hallelujah, you love us despite of that you will send a prophet to speak to us on today. Hallelujah, Lord God, to correct us where we're wrong yet, Lord God. Father God, to love on us, Lord God, to let us know that you will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God, to let us know that you're with us every step of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, I praise you. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen.